Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Roughing the Podcast. We are very excited here in our respective studios today because football is officially back. We had our first weekend of college football this past weekend. We have our first regular season NFL game tomorrow night. Uh, many people think it could be a potential Super Bowl matchup. You have the Bills visiting the reigning champ, Los Angeles Rams. I'm excited. I'm going to welcome in Devin, my co-host. Devin, are you as excited as I am? Oh, man. I am so giddy right now. I am very excited for the football season to start up, um, as I'm sure are all of our listeners and every other football lover out there. Everybody who likes the NFL is super excited for tomorrow slash today because we're recording Wednesday night, but it'll be it'll be up um, and ready for listening Thursday morning. Um, but yes, we are so excited. We're we've got a fun episode planned. We've got some bold predictions, season long predictions, and then we're going to jump right into our week one slate. Um, and then, Cody, we had our fantasy football draft since our last episode. And I just kind of want to get some some brief thoughts about how your draft ended up, what your team looks like, and you know what you're excited, what players you're excited to watch from that team this year. Yeah, um, dude, caught me off guard with that. So, well, I look up my team here because I don't know it off the top of my head yet. I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners who sent in his lineup for a league that he drafted. Oh, um, let's review this, Cody. So it was not on email, but it was sent to me by one of our listeners. Hey, that works. Um, he's in a 10-man keeper league with a super flex. Okay. Um, his team is as follows. Josh Allen, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Stefan Diggs, Terry McLaurin, TJ Hawkinson, Deontay Johnson, Darnell Mooney, Trey Lance, Rashad Penny, uh, Daniel Jones, Amir White, Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, Traylon Burks, David Njoku, Mike Kosicki, not a kicker defense. But when he said that he was in a 10-man league and he took Josh Allen with the first overall pick and he managed to get – Mixon, Jones, that that means he got either Mixon, Jones, or Diggs at 50. Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy, even for a super flex. Those running backs go pretty early. I mean, the first round's usually pretty stacked with quarterbacks and then, like, your top running backs, but to see either Mixon, Jones, or Diggs going in the fourth round is absolutely nuts. Um, yeah, that's... That's crazy. That's a good lineup. Um, did he have a third quarterback in there? Did I miss that? Uh, Daniel Jones was on his bench. Okay. I mean, Daniel Jones is going to be a fine streaming quarterback option for the bye weeks of um, Josh Allen and Trey Lance. That's that's who I think this lineup really depends on is Trey Lance. Um, early on in the, in the preseason and offseason, I was super, super high on Trey Lance. I still think he's going to be good, but I have the percent chance that he just blows up for me has lessened, and the percent chance that he could be a bust has increased slightly 
Um, he's still got a great team behind him and around him and a lot of good elite talent. So I think he still has a good chance of being a good quarterback and, and a super flex for your QB too. I'm fine with Trey Lance because a lot of the other teams probably have somewhere similar to that or even worse than that. So good team overall, especially, especially coming from the one one getting the tail end of the second. I like that team, like that lineup. Yeah. So shout out to Ethan Slater for that. Um, back to our fantasy league and my lineup. Um, turns out you talked me into being buying Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I was not super high on him, but I've ended up taking him in a lot of my leagues that matter. So look forward to him getting a lot he's of goal good. line touches. I think he's a good value in the third round. Yeah. And I've been taking him. I haven't taken him any higher than that, but, um, Zeke in the third round is my flex. Uh, really excited to see Chris Godwin come off the injury report. Really hope that he can stay healthy this year. Think that he can put up big numbers if he does. Um, and I think that Joe Mixon is in for another great year. Uh, those are my those are my three key guys for our bigger league, our smaller league. Obviously, our teams are a little bit more stacked. Also, love to sneak in that DeAndre Hopkins pick to bolster my wide receivers since I went running back, running back, running back in the first three rounds. Love that I get Hopkins after his suspension. Um, and have Rondell Moore in the meantime. So, yeah, those are the highlights for my team. Yeah, uh, solid team. Like always, you and I have pretty solid teams going into the the season, and then injuries kind of have taken one of us out each of the last two years. Um, my lineup is looking like Christian McCaffrey and James Conner being my one-two running back punch, and then I'll have C.D. Lamb, Cortland Sutton, Marquise Brown, and then Adam Thielen is my four wide receivers. Kyler Murray will be my quarterback. So I've got that Marquise and Kyler stack, which I like. Um, bench running backs, I've got Ramondre Stevenson, Melvin Gordon, and J.D. McKissick. Starting tight end, I've got Cole Komet, who I think can get a lot of targets in that offense. It's going to be Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. And um, we'll come along this later in the show, but they are not projected to be a good team by me, which means they're going to be throwing the ball a lot more than expected. Um, so, yeah, I... I like that that solid core. Obviously, injuries are going to happen. It happens to everybody. Um, so I think I can make make some moves in the waiver wire, and we'll see what happens playing out. Yeah, um, back to your McKissick pick. I mean, I think that gains value with um, the tragic uh, – I mean, not really tragic. Unfortunate, I guess, because he didn't die. But the shooting of Brian Robinson really kind of threw a fork into uh, – kind of the fantasy world. It kind of looked like he was going to take over as the potential RB one in Washington. And now he's going to have to recover from the shooting. And their head coach came out today and said that Antonio Gibson is going to get his in that offense again. So Mm -hmm. um, I've always been a Gibson fan, kind of one of those quiet guys who always puts up consistent numbers. So um, I look forward to him, hopefully being able to produce for them again this year, but unfortunate that we're not going to get to see that emergence of Brian Robinson, uh, quite as soon yeah absolutely um just want to throw this out there um he finished last year uh jd mckissick did with 14 12 11 and 13 points in the last four games so if he picks that up i mean that was with antonio gibson out there so they might they'll probably go back to what they were last year which was jd mckissick and antonio gibson and brian robinson will probably come in anywhere after week five i would say um, depending on his uh, recovery process, which I hope is speedy for his sake. Um, 
But yeah, I, I like our teams. I like the way the draft kind of panned out. Um, some shockers there. We had somebody who was on auto pick in the first round because he had bad cell reception in Wyoming. And he had a queue set up, so he ended up taking Gabe Davis at the 111, which was, oh, man, that was rough. But then he, he turned it around, and at the 2-2, Cooper Cup was still there. And what will go down is the single craziest thing to happen in a fantasy draft this year, Cooper Cup falling to the second round in a 12-team league. Yeah. Crazy things. All right, Cody, let's, uh, let's get back to why we're here. We got some bold predictions. Do you want to start off with those? Do you want to start off with season predictions, week one predictions? What are, what are we doing? Let, let's start bold. And I'm oh, going to put this on the this. table now because I, this shouldn't be bold. But a lot of people, I'm reading a lot of things and hearing a lot of things that the Bears are just going to be this awful team and they're going to end up with like a top three pick in the draft. I, I am confident in the Bears floor being at five wins. And I'm going to say okay. that that's a bold prediction that the the Bears get at least five wins. Their schedule I think based on, I, I would say based on the opinions of everybody that that is a bold prediction, and I'm all I'm for it, Cody. Keep going. I mean, I think their schedule is said they play some easy teams, uh, and a lot of like of those games kind of fall in a row for them. So I think they have the potential to go on like a midseason run of a few games and get themselves into like. I won't say respect. I'll say respectability for their expectations, uh, but I don't see them being a, a bottom two, bottom three team like a lot of people have them. Uh, have them. Finish. I I like it. I like I like the bold prediction. It is kind of sucky that it is a bold prediction, saying that they're going to get five wins. But given the circumstances surrounding the team and everybody else's opinions, it is bold, and I like it. Um, new coaching staff, which I think could be helpful. Matt Nagy eh, wasn't really that great of a head coach. So I, I like the new coaching staff coming in. Maybe they've built a good team around Justin Fields. Obviously, the offensive line needs work. Um, but if Justin Fields can play better than what he did last year, he'll actually have a full season to get connected with this offense, something he didn't have last year. And that always works for the better. So Hopefully they can they can put it together. And like you said, they do have I mean, they're in the NFC. So a lot of those teams are a little bit weaker than the AFC side. But hopefully we'll see if they can put that together. My first bold prediction, Cody, you uh, I've, I've had my thoughts on this kid, but I'm going to go ahead and say Tua plays the best football he has played in the NFL yet. Is that really bold? I think it is. Um, there's a lot I mean, of negativity surrounding Tua. A there, lot there, of negativity. There is, but I mean he has his best he has his best offense around him. So like even like all All right, how about how about this? Tua plays his best football yet and leads the team to a 7 seed in the playoffs. Okay, Boulder. I okay. I, I respect that. I think that's fine. Um Look, he came into the league two years ago as a rookie and he had a bad injury at Alabama with his hip. And then he was kind of just pushed into an offense that was built for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Everybody knows that he was in and out all year, splitting time with Ryan. It just wasn't a good look. Then year two, the Dolphins were literally openly campaigning for Deshaun Watson. They seemed like they already had one foot out the door when it came to Tua and they just didn't want him anymore. But now he's got a good coach coming over from San Francisco, bringing all of the speed with him. 
and they're set up to win and they finally built a team around Tua and I love that. The only issue right now with the Dolphins is on the defensive side and it's with their cornerback depth. That's probably the biggest glaring issue that the Dolphins have. So if they can overcome that and Tua plays well, Tyreek is his old self, Jalen Waddle, that injury that he had in the preseason doesn't really affect him in the season. They could be great. They could make the playoffs and I'm good with that. I think they're going to they're in the mix for it and it's a competitive AFC. So we'll see if that pans out. Cody, what is your second bold prediction here? Um, I'm going to go with one that, if you know me at all, it's not bold for me, but I would say it's probably bold on the scale of the league. Uh, Desmond Ritter is the Falcons' starting quarterback by midseason. I actually agree with that. I just don't think that Marcus Mariota is the guy. I think... I don't think that he is the quarterback of any future for any team. Mm -hmm. And I think that they are in a division where they're the worst team. uh, And they're, uh, yeah, I just think they're going to run into teams that are, they're just going to get beat a lot and they're going to not look good doing it. And they're going to look for the change that spark. And they're going to turn to their rookie quarterback uh, for that spark. When it comes down to it, the Falcons are going to be anywhere from three to five to Oh, and eight in the first eight games of the season. Marcus Mariota isn't going to pan out. And if they start off that bad, they are going to have a top five pick in the draft. Most see them as having the top one or even the second pick in the draft. And if that happens, they need to see what they have in Desmond Ritter. They took a shot on him in the third round. And if they like what they see in the last nine weeks of the season, maybe they don't go quarterback early next year and they ride out Desmond Ritter if he can kind of turn the team around. It really just depends. There's no point in starting a guy where you know you're not going to do well with. Give the rookie a chance, see what you have in him, and see if he's going to be sustainable for the future. My second bold prediction, Cody. The Jacksonville Jaguars finish second in the AFC South. Explain. (laughs) All right. Look, if there was a comeback team of the year at the end of the at the end of the year awards, it would be between Detroit and Jacksonville. Those two have made incredible strides throughout this entire offseason. And Jacksonville has made some good upgrades on both sides of the ball. I know we both had our conflict with them taking Trayvon Walker number one overall, but they saw something in him, obviously. Obviously, I think um Aiden Hutchinson should have been the pick, but it's whatever. Trayvon Walker could end up making some strides for this defense on the defensive line. And they added wide receiver Christian Kirk. They get Travis Etienne back. It looks like James Robinson is going to be back from his Achilles. And Trevor Lawrence is looking pretty good in the preseason, looking better than what he did last year. They've got a new coach in Doug Peterson. And look, Tennessee's lost a step. They, They don't have the wide receiver talent that they had with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Traylon Burks has yet to okay, show. Hold up, hold up, hold up, pause. Did they really have Ant- Julio Jones last year? Dude played they had like him for three like three games. games. Yeah, exactly. And he's still going to be better than their third and fourth wide receivers combined. Look, they're going to, obviously they're going to run the ball a lot with Derrick Henry, but their defense isn't quite as strong as it has been the last couple of years. They got lucky with the number one seed and then just got blown out of the water by the Bengals last year in the playoffs. And they're in a com- a super, super competitive AFC. 
And if Jacksonville can take one of the two games away from them, they could end up winning a tiebreaker between Tennessee for the second spot. I don't think either of them make the playoffs. I think it's Indy that wins and that's it. But Jacksonville takes the second spot in the AFC South, Cody. Um, I disagree with that. Um, that's why it's a bold prediction, Cody. It, it, it is. It is. I just don't think that Tennessee's lost that big of a step. And I think you're underrating that defense. That's the same defense who sacked Joe Burrow nine times in that playoff game. Uh, and they still lost. They did, but they did. Yeah. Also, every single defense sacked Joe Burrow, it seemed like, nine times last year. The Chiefs didn't. Speaking of the Chiefs, I'll, that leads me into my next bold prediction. Uh, the Chiefs don't win the division, and the Broncos get last in it. Uh, I agree with one of those. I think which. I think the Broncos uh, will take a seat. They're in a extremely – you and I have talked about how great this division is, especially offensively. Yeah. At, at, at long last this offseason. Um, and I think that they have a new head coach and a new quarterback, and I think that that takes a year to fully come into focus. They also lost one of their top wide receivers in Tim Patrick for the year. Um, I think that they fall short of those teams that have their already developed their um, kind of quarterback to team relationships, head coaching relationships when it comes to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Um, I do think they'll put up a very respectable year. I just think they're in an extremely tough division and I think they'll get the short end of the stick in it. Um and the Chiefs, I just think that they lost a lot. And I think that they're going to put a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes is an elite quarterback. But I don't think that he um, will be able to make all the plays they need to for them to put up a top-tier season like they have the last few years. Uh, and I think that they'll fall behind um, Los Angeles, who is my pick to win that division. And the Raiders who I think that that offense is going to just light people up. Um, and they also have shown last season, they showed a lot of grit and toughness that I feel like Kansas city is just used to winning. Whereas uh, Vegas is used to fighting. And I think that that will uh, not in the literal sense of the word, but um, I think that will benefit them this year. All right. All right. Um, like I said, I disagree with half of that, but you'll find out which half later on. Um, but Yeah. I could I could see that happening given that division, given the AFC, um, just talent in general. Um, I'm going to jump over to the NFC here um, with a previous division winner, and I'm going to go ahead and say the Dallas Cowboys do not make the playoffs. Oh, Cody's shaking his head. He disagrees. It's a bold prediction, Cody. That's what it's supposed I, to do. I it's swear, supposed I've to divide your, everybody. Predictions online in the last week. Not calling you out for not doing your research, but. I feel like these are the stereotypical bold predictions, and I don't agree with half of them, uh, including this one. But why, why, why will the Cowboys miss the playoffs? Look, last year the Cowboys were undefeated in the division. They ran the table with every single team they played, and that's just not going to happen again. They're going to have some more interdivisional challenges. The Eagles have made huge strides in free agency. So have the Commanders, honestly. Um, they get I, a new quarterback. I mean, I think – I think the Eagles could compete with them. I'm still not sold on Jalen Hurts. We know this, but I don't see any reason why Dallas doesn't sweep the Giants and the Commanders. 
I think the commanders could take one of the games. I think it is highly possible, not saying it's going to happen, but there is a chance that they go three and three in the division, sweeping the Giants, splitting with the commanders, and then getting swept by the Eagles. Um, But, I mean, there are so many teams in the NFC where I think they have the potential to to, um, make the playoffs, and I just don't know that Dallas fits into that equation somewhere. The NFC West might have three teams in it with Arizona, San Francisco, and the Rams. You know Tampa Bay is going to be a competitor. The Saints have improved a lot, and they finally have a quarterback answer in Jameis Winston that they're not going to be switching back and forth between a tight end and Taysom Hill. I just think there's there's more competition than meets the eye when it comes to the NFC and when it comes to what everybody has been talking about, and the Dallas Cowboys might not fit into that. Fair enough. I'm going to throw in one more that I think you're going to like. I, I have one more too. So you're good. You're good. Um, and this, I think, I think we're going to set the tone for this pick this week and we'll get to that in our weekly picks, but, um, Minnesota jumps green Bay and wins the NFC North. Oh, I love that. I couldn't agree more. It's going to happen. We're going to speak it into existence at this point. Yes, it is going that, to happen. That offense just keeps getting better and better. And Aaron Rodgers' offense got worse. Um, yes. I, again, I think you're going to find yourself in a situation where all this pressure is on Rodgers and it's going to frustrate him as the season goes on. And even though Minnesota's defense needs a little bit more work, I think that they get it done and out, out last Green Bay. And I think they start that off this week, which we'll talk about in our weekly predictions. But Yeah, that, uh, that offense is going to be good this year better than it has been in the past. And I, I'm excited to watch Minnesota play and I'm excited to watch green Bay go down. Um, still not holding any grudges for 2010, but it's okay. Um, my fourth and final bold prediction, Cody, it's probably one you're going to disagree with again. You've probably read it one place. Cause I know I have, but I did not read it and then put it on my list. I promise you that I did all of these. But New Orleans is going to win their division. They're going to leapfrog Tampa Bay. Cody's covering his eyes. He's smiling. It's a bold prediction. They're not meant to come true. But I can see a world where the Jameis Winston-led New Orleans Saints with Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry can leapfrog the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with their injury-riddled wide receiver core. Now, I'm not saying it's only because of the wide receiver core that it's going to happen. We all know Leonard Fournette is getting older. He doesn't look great on tape. Obviously, he gets the fantasy production, but still, we're talking about the NFL here. He could lose a step. The interior of their offensive line has gone through the gauntlet since last season, and it is not looking pretty at this moment in time. We still don't know what's going on with Tom Brady and the off-the-field stuff, which could impact him. And like you said, it could come down to him just having to be a playmaker. And the dude's 45. There has to be a time when Tom Brady does not play like Tom Brady. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but this could be the year where that finally does come to fruition. I still think Tom Brady is going to be Tom Brady this year. But New Orleans is going to win the division. Tom Brady's still going to make the playoffs with the Bucs, but New Orleans is going to take that division title home. 
I can't believe you just said a Jameis Winston-led football team is going to make the playoffs. I know. Wow. I know. Um, I do I do like the Saints defense, but I also love the Buccaneers defense. And, I mean, it's hard to deny Brady with those weapons. He is known for making weapons out of guys who aren't weapons. So even if, God forbid, Mike Evans gets hurt and Chris Godwin re-injures himself, I mean, you still have a potential breakout year for Russell Gage. You still got Scotty Miller. Uh, something, Tyler Johnson? No, that's a – yeah, Tyler Johnson. Okay, but uh, here's the thing. We haven't seen anything. I mean, we've seen very, very brief bits from Scotty and Tyler Johnson. But here's the thing. They, they've they come in for injured players time and time again for the Bucks, and they've had one flash play, but then the rest of the game they're just completely silent. Do you really think that they could suffice as a wide receiver one in the NFL? Okay, but we're also – I mean, Mike Evans doesn't really have a ton of injury issues. Like, I, I don't think that – I don't no, I, necessarily think I know. I'm just an assumption for, but I will. The one point, two points that are valid in the anti Buccaneers argument Fournette did gain some weight. He's got a lot of weight on those knees. Uh, and that could, lead <laughs> to some, that could lead to some potential injury issues for him who already has had injury issues in the past. And that offensive line is not going to be a top tier like they were last year. They do have a couple pieces. I think Tristan Wirfs is great. Um, but I think that. Brady will probably see a little bit more pressure. Um, I don't think it's enough to take them off the high horse in that division quite yet. I mean, people have been saying this could be the year Brady loses to father time for the last 10 years, and it hasn't happened. So, I'm just saying the dude's 45 years old, and he does not look the same in those press conferences, Cody. You have to admit that. I mean, I think that's just the <laughs> world. I don't think that's that's time catching up with him athletically. I think that's just like life catching up with him. He can't just be Tom Brady, the the goat football player anymore. Like, yep. he's got he's got to be Tom Brady, the human being, the family man, the all of his all of his responsibilities are catching up to him a little bit. And uh, so, add that to the things uh, that and the. Uh, Worst offensive line is just going to add stress to him this year, and we'll mm-hmm. see if he can stay up under it or not. Um, Dev, let's move to our weekly picks, which is going to be fun for you and I because we're also in a pick em league together where we both pick every game all year. So we'll get to hash some of that out on here, and I'm sure do a little trash talking as well. Um, I know it. So let's start tomorrow night. Buffalo at the Rams. Who you got? I got the I got the Rams all the way on this one. Interesting. Okay. And and it's mainly it's it's nothing against Josh Allen and the Bills. I think they're going to be great. Um I I have them being a very, very big contender in the AFC, possibly even a Super Bowl um contender. But here's the thing. Matt Stafford is coming into the year a little bit banged up, but I think he's mostly healthy there. They still have Cooper cup. They finally have cam Akers and Daryl Henderson, both healthy at the same time. So they can spell each other. And I think they exploit the bills cornerbacks because they are not, um, up to, up to what they should have been by this time. I mean, Kyrie Elam has been struggling, um, throughout all of the off season. He almost got beat out by sixth round rookie Christian Benford. So, there's just huge issues there. I don't think Dane Jackson is going to cut it um, in the long term either. He might be a good short term answer, but I don't. I just don't think they have the the defensive back help 
that they need in order to cover this Rams offense. Yeah, so I will disagree with that. I think Buffalo wins. I think Buffalo um, would have beat them in the Super Bowl last year had they won a certain coin toss. And I think that Buffalo is healthier than they were at the end of the season last year. I think that that offense has had another offseason to gel even more. I think that their defense uh, honestly is better than the Rams defense. I think the Rams have like the bigger names, but I think overall I like the Bills defense better. Um, I think it's a a fun game. I'm not going to say a shootout because both these defenses are great, but I think Buffalo pulls it out in a close one. Yeah, I think this could end up being like 28-24, 28-27, somewhere, somewhere in that range. I don't think it's going to be a 40-point shootout by either team, especially given the defenses. But I, it's going to be a fun game to open up the season, and I'm very excited to watch it tomorrow night. New Orleans versus Atlanta. Cody, who we got? No. Couldn't agree more. Atlanta's going to suck this year. Um, and New Orleans is going to be pretty good. I'm dumb for asking this question. Is Michael Thomas playing? I believe so. I don't think he's been officially ruled out, and I don't know if he's on the injury list right now. Um, but they have until, I think, Saturday to come out with those. It might even be Sunday morning for the final injury report. Uh, but let me... Yeah, I, can I, mean, I think I think it, definitely if we can see him return to uh, his the last full season we saw him play that form. Um, granted, I think that was helped by Breeze, but um, I that offense just has too much for Atlanta. Um, it looks like the head coach Dennis Allen was non-committal about Michael Thomas heading into Week One, but he said he is progressing. But Thomas also did miss the final two preseason games because of a hamstring injury, and we know those can be those can be pretty bad um, if you let them linger and come back. So, it given Atlanta as their competition in Week One, it might be beneficial for them to just say, "Hey, you're going to sit this one out. We'll go in with Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry." Obviously, they have Kamara there, so they might just ride that and see how that goes. I think they still have enough offensive power to overcome Atlanta in this one even without Thomas Cody San Francisco versus Chicago. The bears defensive old loves picking on new quarterbacks. They got uh, Andrew luck on his first game. Um, uh, there's somebody else that I can't think of off the top of my head. They love it, but this bears defense is not the bears defensive old <laughs> and the, the San Francisco defense is good. Um, even though with the defensive minded head coach, I think that uh, Kyle Shanahan in this new look offense wins the battle of wits there. Uh, I got San Francisco. I have San Francisco as well. Um, this is a good. I'm. This is a good opponent for Trey Lance to have to open up against because even if he makes mistakes, they should be able to overcome them. Their defense should be able to hold off Justin Fields enough to keep Trey Lance afloat. And San Francisco heading into Week Two, want to know Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati. Um, so I don't know. I don't think he'll mind that I, uh, divulge this, but, uh, our frequent guest and, uh, resident Steelers fan, Ryan Murphy, uh, submitted his picks for our pick this week. And you better bet that he went Homer and picked the 
the Steelers, but I think Murph, if you are listening to this, I love you. Continue, Cody. Okay, okay, you love him, but our other resident Steelers fan, co-host of the podcast, Devin, who are you picking? I got Pittsburgh. You know me. We had 18 weeks last year, 17 games where the Pittsburgh Steelers were playing in them, and I picked them all 17. I do not care. Here's the thing. If I was in a pick'em league for the last 15 years, Cody, I would come out on top of the season above 500, and that's all I need, okay? Because I have faith in Mike Tomlin. And honestly, here, here's the thing. Some, some somewhat decent analysis here. Obviously, take it with a grain of salt because it's heavily biased. But Pittsburgh is going to shock people this year, and a lot of people are sleeping on them. Here's the thing. The offensive line is terrible. But did it get worse from last year? It was terrible last year. They were 30th overall. And we have a more mobile quarterback in Mitch Trubisky. We added receiving weapon George Pickens. And our defense is still going to be our defense. And they added Miles Jack to help shore up the run defense. This team did not get worse in any way. The AFC just got better. So stop sleeping on Pittsburgh. Give them a chance. And week one. Bold prediction, Pittsburgh wins, Cincinnati loses, and Pittsburgh shocks the world. Give us the your A- Cincinnati pick, Cody. The AFC did get better. One of those teams that got better was the Bengals, who represented the, the AFC in the Super Bowl last year. Uh, if they didn't make their offensive line upgrades, I would think that T.J. Watt and the Steelers' defense would give them fits. They did make their offensive line upgrades. I think that uh, – that, Bengals offense is going to be top-notch. Great competition for the Steelers defense that I think the Bengals offense wins. Mitch Trubisky let me down one too many times. I don't think that he's the man to lead this offense. I do think that uh, the Steelers, I talked about uh, Hart earlier with the Raiders, and the Steelers are another team that showed a lot of Hart. I just think that this game week one isn't one of those games where they're going to show it. Uh, Give me the Bengals. An interesting one, one that when I was making my picks, I had a hard time with. Uh, another divisional matchup. Uh, we got the Dolphins and the Patriots. I've got Miami in this one. Um, I don't believe New England's offense is going to be as good as it was last year. Um, we've seen that in the preseason. It's just, it's not the same New England offense that we're used to seeing and I think Miami made enough improvements and it's in Miami which you can't go wrong there so I I like Miami in this one take them I agree here um I have the I have the Dolphins um for a lot of the same reasons we saw we talked about Miami's upgrades on offense it's in Miami Miami has a stout defense and I completely agree with you with uh New England's offense I mean we saw Hunter Henry went off last year in touchdowns I don't think there's any way that he duplicates that touchdown success this year. Um, I do think that their running game could be better, especially if they make that switch to Ramondre Stevenson uh, carrying the bulk of the load. But I don't think that I necessarily see a world where Mac Jones just like takes a big step up. Like I think that he had a solid year last year. I believe he made the pro bowl. Um, Like he was a, he was a solid quarterback, but it's easy to be a solid quarterback in a Bill Belichick offense, sorry, Cam Newton, you blew it. Um, but the way that the Patriots run offense and take advantage of matchups and stuff, it's easy to be consistent. But I don't think I see him taking the step to keep up with these teams that are taking steps. Miami's one of those teams. Give me Miami. Um, 
The Ravens play the Jets. Um, the Jets took a lot of huge steps this offseason. They had a great draft. Um, but the Ravens have a healthy Lamar Jackson. They have a great defense. Uh, give me the Ravens. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think uh, you're passing over one of the the best headlines in the NFL this week. Joe Flacco gets a revenge game against the Baltimore Ravens, and he's going to fail, and it's going to blow up in his face, and Baltimore is going to win this. Um, Jacksonville versus Washington, Cody. This one was one of the tougher ones, I think. I agree. Um, I think you're a little bit higher on Jacksonville than I am, so you might have went a different way than I did, but I went Washington. Um, I mean, Carson Wentz has shown that he knows how to win. Um, It sounds like they're committed to Antonio Gibson in that backfield. Um, they do, they have other weapons on offense, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson. They have Chase Young back healthy, leading that defense. Um, I think that Jacksonville's still a step away. And I think that we see the experience of, uh, Carson Wentz, Trump, the freshness of Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I got Washington in the close one here. Yeah. Um, I do disagree with that. I think Jacksonville takes it. I think they've improved enough to to take down one of the weaker teams in the NFL. And yeah, I I like it. I think that Jacksonville takes this one. I think it'll be close. Like I said, it was one of the harder ones to predict because I have them both kind of in similar realms there with their records. So it was tough, but I'm going to go ahead and take Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence to to pull that one out. Another good headline of the week, Cleveland versus the Baker Mayfield-led Carolina Panthers. For for me, this is a revenge game that I think actually goes the right way. Um, I mean, to me, it's Baker Mayfield versus Jacoby Brissett. Give me Baker Mayfield every time. Both teams have great running games. Both teams, but the Panthers' uh, weapons on offense I like better than the Browns, uh, even with Amari Cooper. Um, I do like the Browns defense a little bit better. I think Miles Garrett's going to try to chase Baker Mayfield around all day, but I think that uh, Carolina Baker has Baker uh, wakes up feeling dangerous and they pull one out. Yes, sir. I agree. I don't think Cleveland's going to be as good as they would if Deshaun Watson wasn't was playing for more than six or seven weeks, whatever it is. I think it's six. Um, so I like Carolina in this one. And then moving on, Indianapolis and Houston. I have Indianapolis winning this one pretty easily. What? How? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Houston still has a lot of holes. I did see some uh, some uh, bold predictions with Davis Mills just having a crazy year, but um, they just had too many weaknesses. Um they got a rookie trying to play running back against arguably the best running back in the league uh, with a great offensive line and a stout defense uh, Indy every time. Um, another, another team that there's varying opinions on, Detroit opening up against the Eagles. We got them. Look, I'd love the Cinderella story of the Detroit Lions pulling this one out after an atrocious year last year, but Philadelphia is just too powerful for them, and Philadelphia takes this one. I agree. Um, I do think that we see Detroit pulling off some upsets this year, but I think the Eagles are a fringe playoff team uh, that got better. Another team that got better. 
on offense this offseason with the addition of uh, A.J. Brown, uh, I got the Eagles. Yeah, I, I just think if anybody watched HBO um, Hard Knocks this season, they want Detroit to do well just based off of that team and who it's built around and Dan Campbell and everything. But Philadelphia is going to win this one just like Tennessee is going to beat the Giants in week one. The Titans are going to take that one. Um, I just don't think the Giants have the weapons to compete with Tennessee in that game, especially given their question marks at receiver right now. I agree. Uh, I think Tennessee, it's a nice uh, nice way for them to test out this new offense against a weaker Giants team. Um, I have Tennessee. Yeah. I think we both have the same one for this next one, Minnesota and Green Bay. I have Minnesota taking it at home uh, with their newly revamped offense. Yeah, I agree. Um, if it were in Green Bay, I would probably say a different story, but I do think they took their game in Minnesota last year. I think they do it again this year. Uh, they get Irv Smith back healthy. Um the Packers don't have Devontae Adams. Uh, I think Minnesota puts their stamp on this division early on with a win in Green Bay or against Green Bay. Kansas City versus Arizona, Cody. This one we might differ on. I'm curious what your your thoughts are on it. We will differ on it. I can almost assure you. <laughs> um, give me Kansas City. Um, I don't think that we're going to see – I mean, we saw what the Arizona team without DeAndre Hopkins looked like at the end of last year. Uh, Kyler Murray's last game was one of his worst performances we've ever seen from him. Um, and I think that Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes is still going to show up, uh, put up great numbers, and uh, kick off the high-scoring AFC West season uh, with some great records that they're going to have. Give me the Chiefs. You're right. We did disagree. Um we all know Arizona started off 7-0 and last year. They were excellent to start the year. Yes, they did have DeAndre Hopkins. But here's the thing. When DeAndre Hopkins got injured, they didn't have time to build the offense and make it into what they want. And they didn't have Marquise Brown, a solid replacement for DeAndre Hopkins. And now they do. And they've had plenty of time to game plan without DeAndre Hopkins in that lineup. And I think, I think they can put up a fight against Kansas City. I think it'll be a close one. Um, and it's in Arizona, and I love that. Um, Vegas and the Chargers. Who you got, Cody? The Chargers. I think this one comes down to defense, and the Chargers' defense is better. So I like the Chargers. Yeah, Chargers get a get a little revenge after Week 18 last year. I agree. I agree with you. Chargers over Vegas. Um, Sunday night, Dallas and Tampa Bay. Who you got? I just want to I want to pause here. We've got some incredible games this week. Buffalo and L.A. Rams. We've got the storyline behind Cleveland and Carolina. Granted, neither of those teams are going to make the playoffs, so it's whatever. Green Bay and Minnesota. Kansas City and Arizona. Vegas and L.A. Chargers. Tampa Bay and Dallas. All of those are fantastic games and are going to be enjoyable to watch. But and, and, I do and, have... And if you like football, I think some of these divisional matchups, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Miami, New England... Uh, those are going to be fun games too. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely could have some end of the year um, potentials given the division record being a tiebreaker. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Tampa Bay in this one. Um, it was another tough one for me. I think Dallas could succeed, but 
I think to start out the gate, they're going to be a little bit slower than most teams just kind of um, getting used to their the, the offense that they're running into the season with. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay, um, old faithful, emphasis on old and Tom Brady. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I got Tampa Bay. Um, I think that their defense is better, uh, and I think that they'll slow down Dallas's run game enough to where t- uh, Tom Brady will be able to control the game, and they pull out the win. Uh, another revenge game that I think is just could just be a trouncing Monday night, Denver and Seattle. Um, Russ is returning. I think Russ runs over the Seahawks. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. This is definitely going to happen. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, don't care who you are. Seattle is not going to beat Denver in week one. Denver's just going to be too powerful out the gate. And I like Russell Wilson to go back home to Seattle and walk out a winner. Cody, that is our week one predictions. Looks like we disagreed on about five games, so I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. Um, Love to know that I'm going to still get uh, every Pittsburgh game that they should lose and do lose uh, away from me, which will be nice. Yep. Hey, take them when you get them. I am not deferring. Pittsburgh is going to go 17-0. Just kidding, but I will pick them like they are going to. Let's go on to our end-of-the-year predictions, our um, divisional standings, what have you. Um, Do you want to just kick it off in the AFC, or do you want to go in with the NFC first? Um. I feel more confident with the AFC, so let's go. Let's go to the AFC. Okay, AFC North, Cody. Who do you have winning this division? Um, the rain, uh, the reigning Super Bowl representatives for the AFC got better. Um, assuming health, obviously, which we're gonna do for all these teams. I think Cincinnati, uh, their offense overcomes their defensive struggles. They don't struggle at offensive line near as bad as they did last year, uh, and they take that division. I agree with you. Um, I I think Baltimore got somewhat better, um, but they did obviously lose Marquise Brown in free agency. They lost other pieces as well. Um, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards still aren't healthy. They went out and signed Kenyon Drake. Um, things just aren't looking too great for them, but they still could pull it out with Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson, Rashad Bateman could have a breakout year, but I still like the Bengals to pull out that division win. Who do you got in the AFC East? Uh, the Bills. Yep. And I don't. I don't. I mean, I think they probably run away with it. I think they could very easily. I mean, we New England plays them tough. Miami will probably play them tough, but I could see them sweeping that division, assuming they stay healthy. They're, a lot of their issues last year were based on health. They lost Tre'Davious White for a decent chunk of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if they can figure out a running game and establish a running game, um, they're going to be a really good team. Uh, give me the bills. Yep. I agree. I think they probably go five and one in the division. And I think it's Miami who sneaks one of the wins away from them. Uh, but I think they sweep new England and the jets AFC South. I've got the Colts taking that one pretty handedly. I think, um, Obviously, my bold prediction had Jacksonville in second, but I could see a world where Tennessee takes that. But I still don't think they they challenge Indianapolis for the division title in that one. Yep, I think Matt Ryan can run that offense effectively. Uh, they still have Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor, a great O line and a stout defense. Um, I think that they 
run over literally uh, Houston and Jacksonville. I'm not as high on Jacksonville as you are, obviously, but in Tennessee did get worse. So um, give me the Colts as well. Uh, we'll close it out with the the perhaps the best, most fun division to watch in football this year, the AFC West. I've got the Chargers. Um, just about all those teams got better. Did the Chiefs get better? I don't really know. Did the Chiefs need to get better to still compete? I don't really know. Um, other than, obviously, the huge upgrade that Denver made at quarterback, I think the Chargers got the most better. Their defense definitely got better. You add Khalil Mack, who, if he can stay healthy, him and Bosa will be a heck of a tandem. You add J.C. Jackson, who's a top-tier defensive back. Um, Derwin James is going to be back healthy. Uh, and they still have that Herbert, Eckler, Allen, Williams, powerhouse of an offense. Um, give me the Chargers to uh, get the AFC West narrowly, I will say. Yep, I agree. I think the Chargers take it. I think it's the closest division in the NFL. All four of those teams have a chance of having a winning record. Um, yeah, that's that's a tough division to predict, but I think the Chargers are definitely the most improved out of all of them. Like you said, Kansas City lost a huge weapon in Tyree Kill. They've added a bunch to try to replace that, and maybe they do. Um, I think for we've gotten spoiled with that offense with Tyree Kill and um, Travis Kelsey being like the one-two punch, but it could just be more spread around. Like they have multiple weapons now in Juju and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They still have McCole Hardman. They drafted Sky Moore. They have tons of weapons there, and they could just use them each to their own ability, and it would just spread out Tyreek's production. So they could still just be the same Kansas City Chiefs that we're used to seeing, but I think it comes down um, to a close race, and I think the Chargers edged that one out. Yeah, so um, I'll start with a, a wild card team. Um, I think the Ravens get in. Um, again, you got to assume Lamar stays healthy. They were an eight and three team at one point last year. Lamar got hurt. It went downhill drastically from there. Um, but they're the Browns are going to struggle without Deshaun Watson. Um, I take Lamar over the Steelers' quarterback situation. The, the Ravens also have a great defense. I think that they um, can compete with a lot. It's just about they beat Kansas City last year, and Kansas City was what Kansas City was last year um, with Lamar healthy. So give me the uh, give me the Ravens to get into the playoffs this year. All right, uh, my first wild card team is going to be the Chiefs. The aforementioned, I think, like I said earlier, I think they do spread that ball around enough to make it happen in the AFC. Um, Patrick Mahomes is going to put that team on his back and carry them into the playoffs, but not in their usual spot of the one or two seed. Instead, it will be as the fifth seed. Okay. I should, I should note that I did not see these guys, but um, I also have the chiefs in the wild card spot. I know I said they won't finish first or second in their division, uh, which tells you where my last wild card spot is going. But um I think that Patrick Mahomes is just too good, and he still has Kelsey. He has Juju Smith-Schuster. He has Marquez Valdez-Scantling, um, and he has a play-calling genius in Andy Reid uh, at the helm. So uh, I think that that combination powers them into a wild-card spot. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm going to stick with that division as well and go with the Denver Broncos. We have our Raiders and Broncos picks flipped here, Cody. 
Um, I'm I'm on the hype train of Russell and the Broncos offense just being super super like way better than what they were the last however many years basically since Peyton Manning retired they finally have their quarterback again and the last time that they had a good quarterback Cody what did they do they went to the Super Bowl and they won it so look I'm not saying that that's going to happen but I do think that Are this we really is really comparing year Russell Wilson to Peyton Manning no not at all I said a good quarterback. Are you comparing Drew Locke to Russell Wilson? I would say that Peyton Manning is a little bit better than good. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, the Broncos finally have a good quarterback again. Maybe not elite, but he's still a good slash great quarterback. And look, he's going to lead them to a playoff spot. And whatever, Cody, give them your Raiders pick. It's fine. The Raiders. Uh, one of the most talented uh, pass-catching groups in the league with Waller, Adams, and Renfro. Um, I think Josh Jacobs uh, will add to that in the run game. Uh, they have one of the best pass-rushing uh, duos in Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. Um, and I think that they, again, are a team with a lot of heart, and I think that they uh, sneak into uh, – a wild card spot just because I mean, as I say this, then I can talk about some of these other teams briefly that I don't have. I, like I said, I don't think the Patriots get better. Um, I think the dolphins are a fringe team. I think the Titans are a fringe team, but um, if you just look at like the dolphins and the Titans, um, I mean, give me Derek Carr over Tua. Um, I know you said that Tua is going to perform well, but um, I like Carr at the helm of the Raiders more than I like Tua at the helm of the dolphins. Um, and I don't think the Browns or the Steelers are there yet, even though they'll have their fair share of good games because they both have really good defenses. Um, so almost by process elimination, but also on the back of a very solid team and a really high powered offense. I have the Raiders in my last wild card spot. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, like the analysis. I just think that. Denver pulls that spot out over them. And then I have Miami in the seven seed. I think they can pick it out. I think they're in an easier division. There's going to be, um, yeah, just, I mean, that comes with easier opponents. Like you said, you don't think new England improved at all. Their offenses looked bad in the preseason. The jets aren't going to be a good team. They're still going to be the jets. That's could be an easy four wins there. I still think they might, steal one from Buffalo. I, I just think overall the Dolphins schedule is going to be a little bit easier than the Raiders. The Raiders have to play the entirety of the NFC West, which features three strong or three strong playoff candidates. And then the Seahawks who nobody really cares about, but that's still crazy. And their fifth NFC opponent is the saints who I think have improved a lot and could put up a fight. Not to mention it's in new Orleans. The Raiders just have a really tough schedule. I think they're going to be a good team. Like I said, we could see all four of those teams in the AFC West being above 500. I just don't think the Raiders quite pull it out and get that playoff spot, but I still think they're going to be good. Let's. Uh, Can I ask a question? You can. Aside from Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, what do you like about that team? I like the new head coach. I think 
Tua improves, like I said. I like the linebackers and the defensive line. I also mentioned earlier the cornerback is probably um, the biggest hole for them, but if they can get healthy and they can perform above average, I think they can compete in their division and their side of the AFC. Okay, fair enough. Um, there's going to be a couple of places that we disagree here, uh, I do believe. In fact, I have um, yeah, I think there's going to be one, maybe two that we agree on. Yeah, I think I too, I agree. Um, we'll start. Let's start in the West. We got in the NFC West. I have the Rams pulling that one out again. Me too. Um, I think they're just too talented. Uh, they get Cam Akers back. They got Bobby Wagner, who I think will is can still play at an all pro level uh, at the inside linebacker. Uh, they still have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Cooper Cup, they added Allen Robinson. Um, assuming Matt Stafford's shoulder doesn't plague him too bad, uh, I think that they pull out the repeat. Yep, I like that. Um, let's go with the other one that I think we're going to agree on in the NFC North. <laughs> Who you got? Skull Vikes. Um, <laughs> we, we, I talked about this earlier. Um, I think their offense is improved. I think they now have the best offense in the NFC North, and I think that um, it, when defenses in the NFC North are downgrading, having the best offense is the key, and I think that that's going to put them over the top. Yeah, I like Minnesota too. Um, for those exact reasons, the offense is going to be better. They've got the new coach. They've got everything working for them aside from a so-so defense. Um I'll let you choose which division we go to next, east or south. Um, I mean, we we already kind of talked about the south, right? I mean, you, I have Tampa Bay. Um, I don't think that they – I think they have more question marks than they've had in the past. But like I said earlier, that's not enough for me to say that they're going to fall off that high horse that they're riding with Tom Brady leading the charge. Um, I think that they, despite, um, despite the Saints getting better and having a commitment at quarterback – I think both teams have weapons on offense, great defenses, and to me it comes down to Tom Brady versus Jameis Winston, and Tom Brady still wins that matchup this year. Yeah, I mean, I I like it, and I agree with you. My bold prediction is a bold prediction for a reason, Cody. It doesn't have to be my main prediction. My main prediction would probably be that the Buccaneers are going to win this division. I have like a 70% chance of that happening and a 30% chance of the Saints winning it. It's a bold prediction because it's most likely not going to happen. However, there is a world in which it could. Uh, now, if I am being completely objective, the Buccaneers are going to win this. But for argument's sake, I will go ahead and say that the Saints take the division um, just to be competitive with you, and that's pretty much it. Who do you got in the East, Cody? Dallas. Um, I'm not even going to – like. I mean – Dallas, they lost Amari Cooper. They still have C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz, Michael Gallup once he gets healthy, um, Zeke and Tony Pollard in the backfield. Um, some more questions on that offensive line. Micah Parsons is another year in. A lot of people think that he could be defensive player of the year. Uh, Trade Von Diggs is also has another year under his belt, the ball hawk that he is. I think that they are a, a good team. Um, they need to learn how to win big games, but I think they win enough games in a weak division to take it. Uh, and I will hit on Philadelphia, who I know you're going to take, uh, by just saying I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts. 
Um, they showed themselves as a pretty one-dimensional team last year. Um, and you look at these mobile quarterbacks, right? Like Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, uh, Colin Kaepernick, um, Jalen Hurts. The ones that survive more than like a year, um, your Lamar Jackson, your Kyler Murray, like those guys have shown that they are good quarterbacks, not just good athletes. And I'm yet to be convinced that Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. I think he's a great athlete. Uh, but I think that teams uh, – that Washington defense got better. They're healthy. The Giants defense uh, healthy is better. Um, and I think that assuming defensive coordinators in the league uh, can figure out – can scheme up that Jalen Hurts-led rushing attack, um, I think that they slowed down this year. Um, I am more than willing to be proved wrong uh, by Jalen Hurts. Uh, he can – have a year where I say, okay, uh, you are a solid quarterback. Prove me wrong. But until then, I'm going to pick Dallas over the Eagles. I disagree, but I'm not going to say I hate the pick. I just, I mean, like you said, your main argument against the Eagles is Jalen Hurts. But Cody, if you constantly say you need to be shown that you can be this type of player before I'll believe it, you are always going to be one year late picking that player. And you have to be able to predict them ahead of time. And I'm going to go ahead and predict that Jalen Hurts takes the leap this year and proves to you that he can be an NFL quarterback and he's not just an elite talent. Um, they've built the offense around him with Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown. They still have Dallas Goddard. I think they turn more towards a running back by committee with Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Kenneth Gainwell, and that offense is going to be good in the NFC, and their defense is still its still a solid defense in the NFL. It's not one of the top ones, but it's still solid enough to get them through the NFC East. So let me, like, what, what do you see out of Jalen Hurts that allows you to predict that he sure. will take the leap this year? So obviously we've seen him do it on his feet. Everybody knows he can run the ball and he does it really, really well. That just means he's had more time to develop his arm, develop his NF like reading defenses in the NFL, doing all of that work because we already know he doesn't have to work on the running part of it. He's got another year with this offense. He's got more playmakers. Devonte Smith is another year in the offense. He was a rookie last year and he was still great. He was just overshadowed by Jalen Waddell and Jamar Chase. He's still an elite talent at wide receiver, and he's their second wide receiver because they picked up A.J. Brown. Dallas Goddard's coming into the year healthy. Maybe he doesn't see an injury-riddled season. Maybe Miles Sanders gets more than zero touchdowns this year, and it's just going to overall help the offense. And when you build around a person like that, they get better. And that's that's how I see this going. But hey. It's a prediction. We'll see how that plays out. Cody, who do you have for a wild card team in the NFC? Um, I mean, there's a there's a coaching tree that's making appearances in both of our predictions here quite a bit. Uh, and the name that's at the top of that coaching tree, even past current coaches in the NFL, is Shanahan. And I think that Kyle Shanahan, with a new quarterback in Trey Lance, schemes up an offense to go with that uh, top-tier defense that they have. Um, to make the playoffs this year. Um, I think they always seem to throw weapons at you in new ways, and they have plenty of them. 
Um, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, uh, now Trey Lance. Um, I think that the Niners are almost a shoe in for a wild card spot. Man, I disagree. <laughs> what do you know? Um, I will go ahead and give my first wild card team to the Green Bay Packers. I think their defense kind of carries this one. I think. Aaron Rodgers and the running game carry this one more so than just Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball, but it's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still going to do Aaron Rodgers things and he's going to find ways to win games that he shouldn't find ways to win. And it's just going to happen. And he gets to play Detroit twice and Chicago twice. And I think they can, they can pull out a nine and eight, 10 and seven season. And that'll be enough to get them at least into the seventh seed in the NFC. I agree uh, completely for all the same reasons. Um, I do, I do think that Rodgers is a little bit more pressure on Rodgers, but he's the two-time uh, reigning MVP for a reason. He's got two great running backs behind him. He's got a stout defense. Um, and like you said, in a division where he gets the Bears twice and the Lions twice, um, Green Bay does make the playoffs, just not in their usual uh, division-winning spot, which means they won't be playing very many games in Green Bay, which might add to their playoff woes. But we'll see when the time comes there. Um, who you got for your second spot? I'll go ahead and give it to Tampa. Um, it would go to New Orleans if if Tampa wins the division. I think those two teams out of the NFC South come in to the playoffs in whatever order you choose. But Tampa Bay is going to find ways to win the game. Like you said, they still have a good defense. Their running game could be good. It just really depends on their interior offensive line and whether Leonard Fournette can stay healthy. Tom Brady's still going to find receivers to throw the ball to, like you said earlier. And as long as this isn't like a huge decline for him in production, they're still going to find a way into the playoffs. It's Tom Brady. I'm not going to argue against that. Uh, my last pick is, uh, you give us your last pick first. All right. Um, Arizona. I will go ahead and preface this by saying this could be San Francisco, but I like Arizona a little bit more. Um, and it's mainly because of Kyler Murray. We've seen Kyler Murray be successful in the NFL. And if he can stay at that production level, they're going to make it. And we haven't seen Trey Lance at this level do it consistently and do it well. And I think when it comes down to Trey Lance's experience in the NFL, it's, I mean, it's going to be a tough run for the 49ers this year. Look at their schedule. They open up against the Bears and the Seattle Seahawks, which is a good opening schedule for a guy like Trey Lance because it's going to kind of ease him on into the season. But then he goes to Denver, has the Rams at home, to Carolina, all the way across the country, stay on the East Coast, play the Falcons. I think they probably win that one. But then they've got the Chiefs, Rams, Chargers, Cardinals, Saints, Dolphins, Bucks. Like, that's a tough run right there of, like, six games, seven games, where Trey Lance is going to be put through the ringer, and if he can't step up and perform to the level of the quarterback that people want him to be, they're going to struggle, and we could see Jimmy Garoppolo step in and take the reins again. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but in that division and playing the AFC West, it's going to be a tough run for the 49ers this year, and if their defense can hold up and perform well and against all of those high octane teams, then they could see that playoff spot. But I'm going to go ahead and give it to the Cardinals um, and what we've seen them do. And with them being able to prepare for the season, knowing they're going to be without D hop 
and game plan for that and add Marquise Brown in the offseason, I like the Cardinals to take the spot in this division um, for one of those last wild card spots. Cody, who is your final wild card team for the NFC? The Arizona Cardinals. Hey. Um, I going back to since I did have San Francisco in, I'm going to rebuttal what you said a little bit. Uh, and I've also been a guy who has been very vocally not uh, buying Trey Lance. Um, I don't trust Trey Lance. I trust Shanahan. Um, look at what he's done with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, I don't think there's very much room in my mind for Trey Lance to be a worse quarterback for this team than Jimmy Garoppolo. Nor do I think that there's room for him to be a worse quarterback than RG3 was when Kyle Shanahan took him to the playoffs. Um, and so I think I trust Shanahan to get him through those tough times. They've shown that they can win tough games, even without a stout offense. They beat Green Bay in the playoffs last year and like hardly even scored any points. Um, and But back to the Cardinals, um, I do think they get DeAndre Hopkins back, and I think that they you talked about them being the last undefeated team last year. Um, they did lose Chandler Jones on defense, but they still have – J.J. Watt. Do they still have J.J. Watt? That's a good question. Devin, the Cardinals? Still have J- yeah. Yeah, I think he might be injured to start the season, but he is still roster. He's still on the team. Buda Baker also leading that defense, but um, they also on the Niners, I think that Carolina game, which you included in their tough stretch, I don't see them struggling with that game at all. Um, but you look at the Cardinals schedule, Without Hopkins, they get the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Rams. That's tough, but the Chiefs and the Rams are at home. Uh, and they get the Panthers, the Eagles, and the Seahawks. Uh, and then D-Hop is back. Um, and then that helps them kind of through a tough stretch where mm-hmm. later in the season they're going to have to play the Rams, uh, the Niners, the Chargers, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Buccaneers. Um, that's a tough stretch also. I mean, I think the, the NFC West has a tough schedule uh, to run. They have to play the AFC West. That's tough. Um, and the uh, NFC South as well. But um, they they just have too many weapons on that offense. Uh, James Conner showed that he can still be a very good uh, NFL running back. I think another year with Rondale Moore, I can't wait to see how Cliff Kingsbury involves him in that offense. They have Hollywood Brown. They'll get Hopkins back. They still have Zach Ertz. They got Kyler Murray making plays. Um, he has a lot to prove. Uh, in the playoffs, but I think that they have enough talent uh, with him at the helm to get there. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, I do want to point out, Cody, last year, with all of the question marks that New Orleans had, they didn't have Jameis Winston for the majority of the year because of a knee injury. They went 9-8. and eight. The 49ers were 10-7. and seven. The Saints were literally one win away from taking that wild card from the 49ers, and I could see that flip-flopping this year but i could also see the 49ers taking it i'm just going to go ahead and say the saints are going to get it over the 49ers but i still like all of your picks i the last the last full year that Jameis winston played football he led the league in interceptions yeah but he had just as many touchdowns how how does team do (laughs) and through all those interceptions I don't know. It was Tampa Bay. It was it was it was fine. It's whatever. It's not New Orleans. New Orleans has better 
a better defense and offensive weapons than that Tampa Bay offense did um, at the time. It's going to be a fun year. There's a lot. Of I'm excited. I'm really, really looking. Even these teams that like might not be good, like the Bears. I look forward to watching Justin Fields play football. The Lions. I don't look forward to watching Jared Goff play football. But I think that Dan Campbell. I mean, we've all seen hard knocks. I think oh. Dan Campbell is going to have that team fired up. I look I forward to watching man. watching them play football. Trevor Lawrence. I look forward to watching him play football. Um, I just I'm just glad it's football season. Uh, kicks off tomorrow night. Uh, we'll be here all season long. Fantasy games, analysis, opinions that probably aren't right. Um, True. Heck, we'll even both have different opinions, and neither of them will be right more than likely, but um, it'll be fun. Uh, we're glad you guys are along for the ride with us. Uh, Dev, any last words for the people? Um, just thank you guys for listening. Um, we're excited. We'll we'll try to keep it a weekly episode. Um, I've got a crazy schedule coming up, but I'm hoping Cody and I will make it work to where we can record before the Thursday night game every single week, get that posted Thursday morning, um, so you guys have a, an episode to listen to before the week kicks off we'll like cody said we'll do predictions we'll give fantasy advice um start sits all all of the good stuff that you guys look forward to listening to is going to be included this year and we're excited to to keep it going and and see what this year the nfl brings us it should be a good one cody close us out my friend yes please like subscribe give us a five-star review send us an email uh it's an active time in season uh, we look forward to being active with you guys. Roughthepod at gmail.com. Um, we will see you next week with a full breakdown of week one and how that all went. Until then, uh, some words from Ted Chang. Four things do not come back. The spoken word, the shot arrow, the neglected opportunity, and the missed episode of Roughing the Podcast. So keep giving us a listen. We, look, we appreciate you guys so much. We'll see you all next week. Goodbye.